Sup, you've reached Clarissa, I'm out somewhere being da bomb and can't answer. My bad. <laughs> Leave me your name number and a sweet message and I'll hit you up later. Peace. Hey, it's Amelia. And Sherrick. You told us to call, let you know what we're doing. We're, we get your voicemail almost every week at this point. Oh, well, I guess we'll leave you a message about what we're up to and our pop culture thoughts of the week, and hopefully we'll hear back from you soon. It's almost like we would have a podcast about our Catholic grandma lighting a candle for us, and we're still $100,000 in debt. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay, so I have to tell you, there's a meme that I saw in a, in a Discord server mm-hmm. that... Um, I, I thought was very funny, but I thought like it, do, it like the ending didn't quite land because it got just a touch. It got a touch racist, but like the core okay. message of it was very funny. And I'm going to tell it to you and our listeners about right now. OK, so they're sitting in like a game lobby with their friends and he's and he goes, oh, hold on. Someone's calling me and and he picks it up and. It's like, this is Sarah Lawson from the Department of Visa and MasterCard. And it's like, it's very clearly like an AI, like mm-hmm. scam incoming. Mm-hmm. And his friends are all like, this is bullshit. Like, hang up. This is like, this is clearly a scam. This is clearly a scam. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like they're going to ask you for your social security number, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. And so like the person, like the, meanwhile, the robot is clearly still talking because it's like, you know, right. it doesn't hear a yes or a no or anything. Mm-hmm. It can't hear them. So they're like, it, it, will it be all right if I can like transfer this call to to a qualified debt specialist and they'll provide you with more information about the program? And he's like, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, <laughs> and so then <laughs> it like it transfers over to a real person, and it's like debt elimination department. How are you doing today? And it's it's some it's like you know one of those call scams that are uh, like over in India. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how are you doing today? He's like, Oh, I'm fine. And he's like, thank you so much for asking. Uh, and did you hear the message before this call about the debt elimination on the credit cards? That's correct. And he's like, yeah, uh, the guy's like, yeah, I would not be opposed to be getting, getting rid of my credit card debt. <laughs> and the guy is like, yeah. So how many credit cards do you have? And he goes, I have seven. And the guy, the guy, the scammer goes seven. Wow. Like <laughs> credit cards. And how much do you owe? And the guy without the, the, main character of this story without pausing at all goes <laughs> sorry cuz the cuz the scammer's reaction to like seven credit cards just hit me so hard it was so funny mm-hmm. And he goes, I owe $235,000 and I, he goes, I'm not joking, I am severely in debt. I could really use this. And then there's just silence and then he goes, are you there? And the <coughs> fucking scammer hung up. <laughs> And his friends go, he hung up. He said, seven? <laughs> He's just like, he didn't say like, oh, seven. He was just like, seven? <laughs> he was like, bro, we can't afford this. We're going to go in debt trying to help you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, so at the end of the video, he he does a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a racist accent says something like uh like t- the guy talking to his boss like he like uses a, a fake indian name and i was just Ooh, like okay. that soured it so if i could cut it off i would have done so like Got right it. then and okay. there but i didn't realize uh, that you hadn't finished yet so when you had, like were laughing about the the guy hanging up i was like did i miss it 
No, no, no. It's the racism. No, no, no. You but yeah, no, racism. that's not good. Yeah, it wasn't good. But uh, man, the fucking bit where he just like, like he just like play like he doesn't like try to be funny about it or anything. I don't know if it's actually true or whether or not he has that like much debt. But he was just like, I have seven credit cards, and the guy goes, goes seven? <laughs> uh, how much do you owe exactly? He's like two hundred thirty-five thousand dollars. Motherfucker just hung up. Oh my god. Whether he hung up because he was like, that's too much, or he's just like, this guy's fucking with us. It's not worth uh-huh. our time. Either way, still Either very, way. very funny. I'm going to choose to believe that he's like, I nope. can't. This is too yeah, much for me. Yeah, we can't do this. Dude. This is, yep. <laughs> this is yep, too rich can't. for my blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a no from me, dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, Amelia, how you been? <clears throat> uh... I'm good. I've been good. I'm sleepy. Yeah, I hear you. It's It's been a long... But fun weekend, and I'm getting ready to go on a trip, so. You're going on a trip. Yep, so when you are hearing this, if you listen to this on the day it comes out, I will be in South Carolina. Wow. I'm excited for my trip, but it's also going to be really fucking hot. Yeah, (laughs) that is true. But You said North Carolina. I was like, I just made some friends in North Carolina not that long ago. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to be in South Carolina and Georgia and Florida for about eight days. Okay. Well, sounds good. Sounds good. Please, for the love of God, be careful. (laughs) Yeah, I'm barely going in. If it helps, I'm barely going into Florida. I mean. I am going to the Jacksonville area because there is an island off the coast of Florida there called Amelia Island. Ah, nice. I love that for you. So yeah, I'm going to a coaching retreat. I'm very excited to meet people I've been taking classes with for the last several months. Right. And my teachers and mentors, I haven't met any of them in person. And so Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for that. And a bunch of us are staying at uh, a house on the beach. In Charleston, and then I decided to take a few days after that to drive around. And Savannah, Georgia, is only a couple hours south of Charleston, and Amelia Island is only a couple hours south of Savannah. So mm-hmm. I was like, uh, "This would work out really great because it's all really close together." So, yeah, that's that's my plan. And when I talk to you next i'll tell you about it but yeah i'm excited to hear about it yeah i'm excited but like i said it's supposed to be in like the upper 80s um 90s the whole time so we'll see but but yeah i'm excited and um no new states this time but new places so yeah how about you what are you up to so i've been riding or you know getting getting into you know bike riding and that's been pretty great i'm excited about that i was telling amelia i'm not going to get into it but i've been telling amelia about this podcast that i'm listening to that just is going on and on about how awful vince mcmahon is and that's been a great time mostly because it's like very interesting to learn about how truly awful some people can be i've been playing a lot of Baldur's gate 3 i watched a friend of mine play some starfield so for those of you who are gamers and know that that sounds pretty cool i do actually because this is a little bit into the topic of the show uh, or the the voicemail that we're leaving here Mm -hmm. if you will to flavor it i saw somebody on twitter i'm not going to name who they are mostly because i i don't remember and also because it, it doesn't truly matter but 
they were talking about how in Baldur's Gate 3, they felt like there wasn't a lot of incentive to be a quote-unquote good character. So okay. when I say that, I mean like you you see a child in a and they're very clearly lost and you go up to the child and they are like, hey, I, my parents and I really, really need some gold. We're trying to get out of this bad situation. They don't know that I'm out here asking for gold, but please, can you spare any? Mm-hmm. And if you get couple, you get a couple of options like fuck off kid or like deceive them and try and take the gold that they have. Or you can like, you can just like say like, oh, I actually don't have any gold, but here's some food that you can like use to help you. Or you could be like, okay, yeah, here's some gold. Mm-hmm. And there are people that are like upset that like, you don't really get like, like from a quest such as that, you don't necessarily get like a cool weapon or like a lot of gold or something valuable. And it, and I was just like, Okay, so what you're saying is, is that you desperately are upset that there is nothing because it wasn't like this person was just like, oh, this is a bummer. They were just like, this game really could have been better if they did this thing because it's stupid that you don't get like good stuff for doing for being a morally good character. Mm -hmm. And I was like that being a morally good character is the reward knowing Mm -hmm. you did the right thing. So -hmm. if you're doing the right thing because you're expecting to get some cool like super rare weapon at the end of it mm-hmm. it's not really morally good that's like selfish you know mm-hmm. like and i'm curious to to hear what you think about that because that's how i felt about it but i can understand how people feel differently mm-hmm. cuz yeah. i was just like i was just like so then you're basically just being selfish because you're like i only want to do this good thing because i know i will get money or i know i will get like a cool sword or cool armor out of the deal. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, of course it's going to be like, you know, rewarding to be evil because if you go to this kid and like punch them in the face and take all their gold, you took all their gold. They don't have it anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you walked up to this guard and you just said like, give me your fucking armor asshole. Like I'll kill you. And then you take his armor. Yeah, cool. You got it. But you did this thing that like was rude and evil, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'll let you. Yeah. I mean, this makes me think of two things. One, that there's an episode of Friends where I think it's actually Joey has says that there's no such thing as a selfless good deed, mm-hmm. that doing a good deed is always a little bit selfish because you partly do it to feel good or to mm-hmm. feel nice or... yeah feel superior or you know whatever and so the whole episode is phoebe trying to prove him wrong that there is such a thing as a selfless good deed okay and she can never figure one out because like everything she like she i can't remember all the things that she does but i remember at one point she like lets herself get stung by a bee and she doesn't realize that when you get stung by a bee, often the stinger comes out and the bee dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she thinks that like she hurt herself or let herself get hurt in exchange for the bee looking tough in front of his bee friends. <laughs> and then she also volunteers to do like be a phone answerer on like a PB- PBS telethon kind of thing. Because she hates PBS. And so she's like, I'm taking time out of my day to do this thing for 
raising money for something that I don't particularly like and have problems with, but that people bring a lot of other people joy and education and all these things and whatever. And then I think she ends up, oh, because I think he's in the television. I don't know. I can't remember, but somehow they get on TV or she gets on TV. So then it like makes her feel good for being on TV or something. And they're like, haha, see, it's selfish. Anyway, but yeah, it's interesting to think about that. But then the other thing it made me think of is that, and I am not a philosopher. I am not a, someone who studies philosophy a lot, but mm-hmm. I do know that that is an argument in philosophy and particularly around like religion and philosophy is that, you know, the argument around if you're only being a good person, if you're only being moral because your religion is telling you you have to, as opposed mm-hmm. to for the sake of itself, you're being yeah. a good person just for the sake of being a good person. Right. And so what is the like, is like, yeah, is one better than the other? Or like, why are people good for um, the sake of it? Yeah. And that human nature says that, well, human nature has shown that there are at least some people that need a reason, need a benefit or something to do the right thing. Sure. I hear you on that. And And I'm not saying that's right or good or Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it as a fact. So it just... I don't know that I have an answer for you at all, other than to say that, like, I think that I try to be a good person and do the right thing for the mm-hmm. sake of it, that it can benefit you sometimes. Um, but I also think that the definition of what is the right thing or the good thing or the moral thing isn't always clear. And that. Yeah, it's something that we all wrestle with at times, I think. Sure. I, I think what it is, I, but yeah. And I think where I'm at on it is like, I think it is. And I'm coming from a place of like, whenever there are games out there or like even like choose your own adventures or what have you, I don't like the idea of playing like a morally evil or mean character. Okay. Like there are places that I will do it, but like a pretty, a pretty, um, standard i guess example would be like the mass effect series like you have your paragon choices which are good and usually used in blue and your Mm -hmm. renegade choices which are usually used in red like and like you could be like oh well i just wanted to do it because i wanted to help you as a person like and i think i feel like wanting to do that just for the sake of like feeling good and like knowing that you did a good thing, I think mm-hmm. is way different than being like, I want to do this good thing because I know at the end of it, I will get cool weapons or what, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and so I guess like to complain that there aren't any like good arcs that like give you great weapons or great armor just mm-hmm. feels like, well, that's not the whole point of being morally good, you know, like, Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that you don't like you should just like have a harder time playing the game. But I feel like for the game to basically like insist that you get something like really, really great every time you do something morally good is a bit ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like like there was a without giving spoilers, there's there's a quest where 
like you help out this particular group of people and you can help them out several times throughout the game and they go this isn't the first time you saved us like what's the deal and like one of the options are could just be like you needed help i wanted to help like and they go oh my god thank you so much like it's not much but here's something you know and it's like you don't know before you choose that option whether they're going to give you something or not but you know, it, I mm-hmm. just thought that it was very interesting that, like, you can just say, well, I just wanted to help you, you know? Yeah. So for people to, like, complain that you don't get, like, good enough rewards for that just feels a little shitty and mm-hmm. selfish to me. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get that. And with that being said, uh, Amelia, what are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> we have delved back into the treasure trove that is... The Reddit, am I the asshole? Subreddit, am I the asshole? So, yeah, we both picked a few. We'll see how many we can get to and discuss whether or not we think the person is the asshole or who is the asshole in the situation, if anyone, and see what commenters have to say if they agree with us or not. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let's. I guess let's get into it. Yeah, you want you want to start it off, or you want me to? I can go first, I guess. Lovely. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Gone. Yeah. Rip. I remember last time we, like, copied them for this reason, but I forgot. So or I okay. thought of it at the time, but then it was like... Eh, yeah. Hey, did you go from the... Because Steph taught me that there's, like, an AITI subreddit, and then there's a... Or there's a Am I the Asshole subreddit, and then there's the AITAH, which is apparently, like, a different... Like, it's the same subreddit, but I guess it is more stable interesting no i haven't heard of that i thought it was very interesting that if you go to reddit and just type in like reddit slash r slash aita it's a subreddit basically being like are you looking for am i the asshole and it's like at that point why does this subreddit exist if no one posts on it and you're Mm -hmm. just squatting on aita and you're just telling people that it's a different subreddit like at that point like just give it to the people who run am i the asshole to like because that's clearly what they're looking for. Right. So, like, it so just feels it like just a goes weird, directly there rather than... Right. It just feels yeah. like a weird a weird thing to do. I don't know how Reddit works. Whatever. Like, it's just ridiculous to me mm-hmm. that that's how... That that's the thing that happens. But if you type in Reddit A-I-T-A-H, apparently those tend to stay up longer. It seems hmm. like it's just a mirror, but, like, something okay. to note. Yeah. That was good to know. But that's okay. We have plenty, so I don't... I'm not that upset about it. Great. This one's kind of long, so I might see if I can kind of squish it down. But I believe in you. So, am I the asshole for telling my husband not to call his ex-wife his wife? I did see that one. Okay. Okay. So, my husband and I have been married for just under a year, and I love him very much. He has an eight-year-old daughter from his previous marriage, who I love as my own. He's always been respectful and patient which is part of why i decided to marry him we met right before the pandemic when he had been recently widowed the year before so we tried to take things slow we ended up quarantining together and after three years we decided to tie the knot the wedding ceremony was everything a girl could dream of and we've honestly had very few issues in our first year as a couple i think she means married couple Mm -hmm. it wasn't until we went to pick up his daughter from summer camp that i started seeing an issue I went to meet up with him at the front desk, found him chatting with the camp counselor, which is all well and good until I overheard what he was saying. He mentioned that my wife made me this jacket. Actually, she was really good at all that sewing stuff. 
he was referring to his ex-wife, Alyssa, for privacy. I, I sort of wonder why, because, like, I've been skipping some of these, but yeah. she, like, gives them fake names. And I'm like, just don't even give them a name. Like, what's the point? Right. Anyway, I think in this case, it's a little bit helpful. But yeah, he was referring to his, his ex-wife, not me. It bugged me a little, but I brushed it off as a one-time thing, an accident. We don't talk about her very much unless we're around his daughter. And even then, he usually refers to her as Jane's mom. I never heard him call her his wife, especially now that we are married. It wasn't until a week or two later that I learned that he does this a lot. We were at a get together with some friends from work, my first time meeting them. It was all good until one of them asked me questions about baseball. I admitted I didn't know much about the sport. And he said that was weird because Daniel, the fake name for the husband, had mentioned mm-hmm. I was really good at the game and even played some in college. It left me very confused. After talking to some more guys, I found out this was a common issue. A lot of them thought his former wife and I were the same person because Dan called us both his wife. At this point, I got really offended. We had been married for 10 months and he didn't even call her his ex-wife. I, it was super awkward. And explaining it to people that he still called his ex-wife his wife was utterly humiliating, especially the amount he does it. Not just one or two people, but the whole office. When we got home, we fought. He said he didn't even think about it that way, that since he never divorced her, he never stopped thinking about her as his wife. He still stands by the fact that she is his wife, despite how embarrassing it is to explain to people that I'm not his second wife, but rather his new wife and Alyssa, his ex. I told him that he wasn't ready to move on when he should have, then he shouldn't have married me. If he can't commit to being my husband, then he shouldn't get to call me his wife. I spent the next night at my sister's house, ignoring his calls. We recently started to smooth things over by my, by not talking about them, but I can tell that this is going to be a sore spot in the marriage. I am so desperately trying to save. I think he, I don't know. I guess I could, I could excuse it a little bit for him if this was a situation where like Alyssa, his ex had like passed away and it was just like, a like not being able to emotionally let go of the loss of this person. Mm-hmm. I could excuse it a little bit, not, nearly anywhere completely because like i think that the op the original poster has a very good point of basically being like if you could not emotionally commit to moving forward then we should not have gotten married so Mm -hmm. for you to basically stand up in front of like family and friends or just a judge or like to basically just stand in front of this person your Mm -hmm. your 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 new wife and I guess for lack of better words, make excuses as to why you should be able to call this person you're no longer involved with your wife and essentially cause confusion and like potential issues with your family and friends fucking seems weird to me. So I don't think that the original poster is an asshole at all. I think it's the husband in this instance that is the asshole because it's like he basically is trying to have his sort of weird cake and eat it too, I guess. Like, yeah. For me, I feel like they, I feel like there are parts of this where they're both the asshole in that I think that calling his, his late wife, his wife, Mm -hmm. and then not using names is very confusing. And I think that. I think the original poster is absolutely within her right to be upset about that, about that all these people that he knows and works with and sees on a daily basis 
seem to think that they're the same person. Like Mm -hmm. that's weird. And that's on him for causing that confusion. I will say that like, because his wife, his former wife passed away Mm -hmm. that the phrase ex-wife is maybe not accurate. Yeah, And so I get why he doesn't want to use it. Mm-hmm. But and honestly, that, say, that makes a little bit for a confusing situation. But then yeah. he needs to say my former wife or my late wife. Yes. And I feel like and and I even feel like I can understand the idea that like because they didn't get divorced because she died. Like. I yeah, think that I, you can be over like you can be committed to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But still be grieving that person that you were with. Yeah, yeah, and and I'll and I'll be honest. Like the way that the OP tells the story, like my reading comp- or listening comprehension, I guess in this case, kind of went a little haywire there because I was under the impression that she was still alive because he was like so unwilling to use like mm-hmm. my late wife. Like he, you know what I mean? Like right. But you can see exactly your point of like mm-hmm. if you know it, you know I if you are in a relationship with somebody and you, you lost them, that's not your ex. Yeah. To me, like you you lost them to like death. Like that's not your ex. That's like your, you know, like I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, like you have to be clear because for you to just like not clarify and then have your friends be like, Oh, I thought they were talking about you is fucking weird. Like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think a lot of people in the comments are saying like, I understand why he's not using the phrase ex-wife and like we don't think he's being an asshole for that reason. However, I do think continuing to call her my wife as though it's present tense and not clearing up that confusion is a little shitty. That is shitty. And I don't necessarily, again, with these, we're only getting one side of the story and we're only getting pieces of the story. So it's really hard to tell. But, you know, I could see how, based on that, she feels like he hasn't moved on and isn't ready mm-hmm. to commit to her. Mm-hmm. But it does sound like he also calls her his wife, which is why it's confusing. So mm-hmm. it's not that he's like, still calls his late wife his wife and he calls his new wife like by her just by her name or calls her my my girlfriend or something you know like yeah so it's like i don't necessarily feel like just based on the information we have that that means that he hasn't moved on totally Mm -hmm. or isn't committed to her in the present I think this is a really tricky situation when like somebody's spouse dies and they remarry. Cause like, especially when you have a kid whose parent was the one that died. So Mm -hmm. then it's like that person will always be part of their life and that they didn't stop being married to them because they no longer loved them or cared about them. And so there will always be a little bit of like grief around that. But I don't think that that means that they can't, be in another relationship Mm -hmm. i think it just it it creates a complexity to it but i do feel like 
the poster is a little bit of an asshole in that I'm not based on how they told the story. It doesn't sound like they did a great job of like explaining this and then said, I spent the next night at my sister's house, ignoring his calls. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and below there's like a bot or something. And I don't know how they got this, but I also don't really understand how Reddit works. So Um, (laughs) it Mm -hmm. says OP has offered the following explanation for why they think they might be the asshole. I I stormed out on my husband and I feel like I should have been more calm. And so like, yeah, if you just like stormed out in the middle of the argument, Mm -hmm. didn't tell them where you were going, didn't answer their calls, like that is a little. That is dickish. Yeah, I'll give you that. And, And to answer your question about the bot is that like with that particular subreddit i think that there's like a submission like a sub submission that they have to do mm, that the okay. like an auto moderator or something like fills in God. basically I, there's another subreddit that does something similar it's called leopards ate my face and it's for like the it's it's for like the people who uh, it's for basically people posting like stuff where it's like oh like I didn't think leopards were going to eat my face as woman who voted for leopards eating faces party. Like I got it. that, okay. that kind of meme. Yeah. But yeah, so there's some sort of bot there, but like, yeah, that, that kind of explains it. I think that that is a bit of a thing that like, I don't think she necessarily should have quote unquote been more calm, but mm-hmm. I think she should have at least said like, I can't be here. I'm going to my sisters. Please don't call me or something because like right. that frames it that frames it basically is in a situation of basically like she just like stormed out and he has no idea where she went. If she's mm-hmm. okay. Like he's probably concerned about her safety. Like, right. So know. like we don't know cause it doesn't right. really explain, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's where I think like sh- she could be a little bit of the asshole, but yeah, I feel like the first comment on this is like the first couple are really good because it's like, she's not his ex. You know, it's a world of difference between a marriage that ends in divorce and a marriage that ends in the death of one of them. If you can't cope with the fact that he can love both you and his late wife, then you shouldn't have married him. You were completely at fault here. And I disagree with that. But I do. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree, agree with, with part of this of like, if okay. you can't deal with the fact that he can somehow like still have love for this person who's no longer here and you mm-hmm. like that is a little bit of a you issue that you may need to work on. And that he probably needs to work on with you, like, sure. to, like, to Y'all should everybody be feel in comfortable. Therapy. But then somebody replied to this and said, I totally agree with everything, except that he could probably say late wife. And this is only because it's starting to genuinely confuse people in his life. And I think, like, that's, that's where he's the asshole, is that, mm-hmm. like, he is creating confusion. Yep. And by... By letting people think that they're both the same person, you're not allowing your partner their own, like, autonomy and who they are as a person and, like, all that stuff. And so that that part is shitty. And I also think, like, this, the very end where it says, like, we recently started to smooth things over by not talking about them. Great. Mm, that's. Yeah, that's not smoothing That's 100% well. the exact reaction you should be having what you're gonna have to figure this out Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i do agree that like he needs to start saying my late wife or my former wife or call her by her name so that people know who you're talking about because 
And if you have a problem saying my late wife, and if it makes you feel too grief stricken or whatever, then she may have a point about whether you actually are ready to move on or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So both uh, a little yeah. bit of asshole, but also, I don't know. I wouldn't qualify either as like a huge asshole either though. Yeah, I hear you on that. Uh, yeah, it gets gets a little little messy, but yeah. Ultimately, I think that they're both a little bit at fault. But like, I think that like, and I guess uh, remind me, would, did they say anything about timeline wise, like how long it's been? It says um, we met right before the pandemic mm-hmm. when he had been recently widowed the year before. Okay. So let's it's say been they less met than five in late twenty nineteen or early twenty twenty. Yeah. She died in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, maybe even twenty seventeen, like depending on the timeline here. Yeah. So the fact that and I think it does get confusing because it talks about only having been married for about ten months, but it sounds like they were together for about three years before that. So they've been mm-hmm. together about four years. So it's been about at least five years since this woman passed away. I don't know, man. I mean, I get, I get it, because like it's, on one hand, it's like you have a like you have a kid that is definitely going to be reminding you daily of this person that you mm-hmm. lost. But on the other hand, like when she when did, uh, unless she asked you to marry her and you said yes, I'm a little bit like, why did you decide that marriage was a good thing if you still can't? Yeah. You still can't move on emotionally, you know, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And, and 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 I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is not a polyamorous relationship because that changes dynamics and stuff a little bit, mm-hmm. depending on whether they're doing it correctly. But like if they're not poly and he's just like unable to have space in his heart to, you know, mm-hmm. separate these two people that he loves and cares for very much, you're doing a disservice to both of them. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I agree with that. And I think, like, I am, if this was, like, we met with and married within the last year or something, then I'd be definitely like, girl, what are you doing? But there is no time limit on grief. You will always miss the person that you've lost. True. And some people can move on emotionally to somebody else, in this case, quicker than others. And it for me, it's just like, I don't feel like we have enough information to really determine that. And if the mm-hmm. only reason she feels like that's the case, that he hasn't moved on, mm-hmm. is that after almost four years together, she's learned that he still calls his ex-wife, his or his, his late wife, his, his wife. Mm-hmm. And that's her only, like, evidence for feeling like he hasn't moved on, then I'm sort of like... I think you need to delve a little deeper there. Like, yeah, I think you need to talk about this a little bit more because clearly it is, it is a little bit strange and it is something that you have to like figure out together. And I get why it makes her uncomfortable, but if that's your only piece of evidence, then, and you didn't feel like anything was wrong up until this point, four years in, then like, yeah, it just makes me go like, Maybe you're jumping to conclusions a little bit. Like, let's talk this out and you know, maybe talk to a professional about it. Anyway, 
Definitely, definitely talk to a professional about it yeah. is my opinion on that. And I'm so, not a professional, but like if they were to come to me, that would be my suggestion. Yeah. All right. So am I the asshole for drunk making out with my best friend and not telling my friend who has a crush on him? AITA for kissing my best friend. I am 20 female, a uni student, and my guy best friend is 18 male. He is uh, my junior by a year. We met in his first few months at uni and immediately became really close. Eventually, he joined my friend group with a few other juniors along with uh, my own year friends. One of my other friends is also 20 female who is in the same year and has a crush on him as of a few months back. Being a hopeless romantic, she started obsessing over him. And after multiple times of telling of her telling him that he doesn't like her the same way, she still continues to wait. She's also the extremely jealous type and will hate anyone who's even slightly romantically involved. My best friend and I are so close that he is also really close with my family and was invited to my brother's birthday the other night. We got really drunk and ended up making out with each other. That was also my first kiss. Our friend ended up finding out about it the, the I'm assuming the next day. It says the meat day. Since she then she refuses to talk to me. She hates me with all her life and doesn't want anything to do with me because she feels betrayed that I kissed her crush. We both didn't know when it happened and have no memory of that night. We were told by another friend from the same group who was also at the party. And the news got out because he drunk texted on the group chat that we made out. After trying to talk with her multiple times, she continues to blame me solely and has also asked our friends to pick between me and her because she wants nothing to do with me and has also asked to change groups for group projects. She claims she's mad because I didn't think of her first and call her the next morning and apologize, but that was because I was at family lunch and dinner for my brother's birthday and had no time to process the whole thing myself. I didn't plan on having my first kiss with my best friend and it came as a shock came to me as a shock as well when it fi- I finally processed it. And when it happened, I had no control over myself. It's not something I did on purpose, and it was a huge mistake, which I tried to apologize for. But she continues to blame me and states that even though I was drunk and out of my senses, I voluntarily made out with him and didn't respect her crush on him when the fact is she wouldn't have known him if it wasn't through me. But I feel torn because I'm afraid of losing my friends if they end up picking her over a kiss that I had myself. No idea happened until the next morning. And then the too long didn't read was the am I the asshole for accidentally kissing my guy best friend while I was sick shot face drunk. Assuming she means shit face drunk. Um, Yeah. I feel like from the headline. I would be like, yes, you are the asshole. Mm -hmm. However. And again, we're only getting one side of the story, but based on the information about this friend that even if you had called immediately and said, Hey, something happened between me and dude. Mm -hmm. I know that you really like him, but like this happened. And whether it's in this case of like, I don't even remember it. I sort of wish it hadn't happened like this, like, you know, whatever. Or it was like, we actually like each other and something happened. Like it, it doesn't seem to matter in the sense that sounds like this other woman has a history of reacting very badly of these kinds of things. Sure. And so I would say that even if you had called immediately and said, Hey, this happened and I'm, I know you have a crush on him and I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings that this happened, I feel like this other woman would just still react 
similarly. I feel like she would she would come up with any reason that she could to be upset because it sounds like, like yeah, she's always jealous of people being interested in the person she likes. And it sounds like it's not that it's some unrequited crush that she hasn't told anybody about or just told you about as her friend. Mm-hmm. Right. It sounds like he knows she has a crush on him. And he said, like, no, I'm not interested. Right. So he's going to date other people. And it's you're like gonna this have weird to claim that. on this person that isn't interested in her. Like, basically, like, and, and I think it would be it would it, I don't think I think in most cases, I would say that she's not the asshole. But it feels like this weird situation where she's like, this person is mine and you can't be interested in him. You can't kiss him. You can't think about him. And he's like, "Uh, no, sorry, we're not going to be together. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not married. It's just a fucking crush. Like, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to like, you're either going to move on or you're Mm going to have to move on because like he has rejected you already. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's fucking weird Mm -hmm. for you to basically like try and blow up an entire friend group at 20 years old over something that like you shot your shot you missed you're not getting the ball back sorry like and and she's not interested yeah she's not even interested in him so it's not even like she's like haha like he's with me now it was a fucking mistake you know like anyway Um, go on yeah it just like like that's not to say it doesn't hurt like it uh, absolutely hurts when you have a crush on somebody or you're interested in somebody and they don't reciprocate Mm-hmm. So she's definitely well within her right to feel rejected and hurt by that. But if she's going to react to every person that shows interest in him or that he shows interest in, mm-hmm. if if she gets so jealous that she's acting possessive and like like you said, dividing up friend groups about this, that's a huge problem. Yep. And Again, please see a professional because mm-hmm. at 20 years old, you need to get over some of that shit. Like th- this is some middle school shit. Exactly. And and it's not healthy. It's not healthy for you. Super it's not healthy for the friends. And yeah, it's again, it's like the friend, the the poster isn't even really interested in this person that way. It doesn't sound like, and it's hard to know if he's interested in her that way, which of course could cause more complications, but yeah, that's one thing that isn't clear is like, she says it was a mistake and that they didn't mean to do it, but like, how does he feel about it? You know? Right. And then it's also a little bit of like, I know, like, I know that the question is about like, Am I the asshole for having done this and not told her and that she found out a different way? Like, that's the main question. But, like, setting that aside, I have real, like, concern about the situation just in that, like, getting drunk and making out with somebody, like, no judgment. Mm -hmm. That's not an indication that something's wrong with you or whatever. But just the way that she talked about, like, this was my first kiss. I didn't really want this. Like, I didn't. It gives me, like, a little bit of pause of, like, just were there consent issues there? Well, I mean, if they were or, both drunk, they neither of them could consent to what was going well, on. Well, yes. You know? But it just, like, it just, I, I just wonder, I guess what I'm saying is, like, 
this poster, the original poster, is having to deal with this dramatic friend, this friend who's overreacting. Yeah. And isn't even able to, like, use this time to process something that happened to her that she didn't like or didn't want to happen. And how strongly she didn't want that to happen, we don't know. But I guess it just, for me, like, my heart goes out to her a little bit of, like... 100%, yeah. This, like, I fucked up, but I can't even process that I fucked up because I'm dealing with this friend who's making it about her. Yeah, that's really shitty, too. It's like, it's almost like the, uh, the, the person that is making it about her should really be doing this, am I the asshole and not this person? Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's a potential amount of trauma that could be around this thing that happened to her. And instead of, like, getting the proper time to process and deal and get the support that she needs from her friends, now she's dealing with, like, forgive me, she's dealing with some jealous bitch who is mad that, like, she her friend kissed this guy that she likes, but like has zero shot with like, I it's like, I, I get it. I have built up a relationship with somebody in my head to be this great thing and had a huge crush. And then it didn't fucking happen and it sucks. But guess Mm. what? That doesn't mean that you have a claim on that person at Mm -mm, all. And like, they are allowed to make decisions outside of that. Mm -hmm. And you can't be punishing people that you claim to be your friends for that. Like, and again, like going back to like what I said about like she the this friend is absolutely within her right to feel hurt. And I I I still say that in terms of like it she's still within her right to feel hurt that someone who she's close with kissed this guy. But you can't really like take it out on her. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I don't know. Cause like, I can think of situations in high school where like me and a friend both liked the same guy and she ended up dating him. And like, I was hurt by that, but I didn't like blame her. Cause I was like, we're friends and like, I like her. I mean, not like that, but I, you know, like, yeah. She and I are friends. And so, like, I absolutely understand why a guy would be interested in her because she's a great person. So, like, is it her fault that she, that he, quote unquote, chose her over me or whatever? Like, it's not like that. So it's like she can absolutely still be hurt that A, he rejected her and B, that, like, someone else got to kiss him or be with him or whatever but you can't take it out on that person like that because it's just that's just not okay that's just rude yeah and yeah and again we don't know to what extent the original poster feels this is a mistake so we don't know how much processing or possible trauma might be coming out of this it may just be like i wish it hadn't happened but it did let's move on or it may be like, I really wish this didn't happen and I'm really messed up about it. It, you know, but yeah, it just really sucks that here's this person that's supposed to be a good friend of yours and like, it's rather so than being quick there to for throw you, your friendship away over a mistake. Yeah. And not only a mistake, but like a mistake that like affected them way more than it affects you. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, 
Oof. So I, yeah, I definitely don't think that the poster is an asshole. I think that the friend is more of an asshole. Yeah. For sure. For sure. All right. Okay. Okay. This one might get a little spicy. Yeah, I'm here for the spice. Okay, not spicy like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Controversial. Okay. I guess. Well, I'm still kind of here for it, but like, what's we'll the <laughs> Would I be the asshole if I exposed Ooh. a local church? My buddy donated an extremely nice living room set to a local church for a very specific purpose, according to him, because parents didn't have anywhere to sit and wait for their kids while they waited for them to get out of classes, sports, events, etc. It sounds like, you know, this is a place, a place, a church where like lots of things happen. And I can think of like, I had Girl Scout meetings and churches and like stuff like that. So it's not just Sunday or just Sunday school classes or whatever. Right. So I, yeah, I think that's a very valid reason to donate something so that parents have a place to wait for their kids. Mm-hmm. He told them this when he donated it. That is not what the church ended up using this furniture for. In fact, they didn't use it for anything. They didn't even donate it to a family in need, as you may expect. Instead, it went to the one of the church officials' daughter's house. She is very much not a family in need, as she just installed an entire new addition to her house, as well as a swimming pool. My buddy was just as surprised and angry as I was when I told him where his furniture ended up. He is trying to be passive, but I know this family, the church family, very personally, and I'm certain it is not the first or last time it has happened. It's just the first time somebody noticed. Would I be the asshole if I exposed this church? Well, Amelia, what do you think? No. I don't think so. And I I have a lot of things that I could say about churches and religion, but that's not why I picked this. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can be in this situation. However, as somebody who knows a lot about like the rules around nonprofits, which technically churches are. Mm-hmm. If somebody donates something and earmarks it for a specific purpose, you have to use it for that specific purpose or you have to explain why you can't. Yes. And, you know, places get donations all the time that they can't use, whether they're earmarked for something particular or not, because people see nonprofits as places that they can just give their junk to. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not just talking about Goodwill or thrift stores or whatever. I'm talking about any nonprofits. They'll be like, well, you have an office, so I'm going to give you all these office supplies. And it'll be like a printer from 1972. <laughs> like this, this happens all the time where people just mm-hmm. like dump off their junk. Yeah. And so there's nothing wrong with a nonprofit or a church not using the the donations they've been given. They can do with them technically what they would like to do with them. However, However, this person donated something for a very specific purpose that there seemed to be a need for. Right. Now, I don't know if he asked ahead of time. Mm -hmm. That would be what I would do is saying like, you know, I've noticed that this is an issue. Has anybody else complained about this? Oh, yeah, there have been other complaints about this. Cool. Well, I have this set that I'd be willing to donate. That would be great for this situation. Right. So I would ask first, and we don't know that he didn't, 
but by asking first, then they can say whether or not like, oh, that'd be great. Or no, we have another plan for this. Or no, we really can't like make the space for it or like, you know, give an explanation. But by just not saying anything and giving it to somebody in the like either the pastor's family or like the management management isn't the right term but just like the officials of the church if Mm -hmm. by giving it to a family member feels shady and again i don't necessarily think that you can judge someone's financial situation solely based on individual things however this does feel very like they probably didn't need it they probably could have purchased their own thing and so if it was like oh the daughter saw it and went oh my god i really love this this would look really great in our living room can i buy it sure and give the money to the church yeah for them to be able to use for the purposes that it was the donation was given or for something else or like as this person says like you'd think if they couldn't use it they would have tried to give it to somebody in need which in the churches that I have been involved in and worked at over the years is 100% what we would have done. Mm-hmm. So I do think, I technically think the church is in their legal right, but it's super shady and looks really bad. It looks really, really yeah, bad. I, I agree. I agree with the whole exposing the church, but I also feel like how, how much mileage are you really going to get out of that? Right. So it's like, no, you wouldn't be an asshole, but you probably would be somebody who is going to suffer some consequences as a result of it, because there's probably going to be some people treating you very shittily as like your baseline, like worst case scenario, or I guess best case scenario, I guess, is that people will just be mad at you for this. But like, I just think it's so fucking disgusting when you see when when you as a person, you see a deficiency and you go to resolve that deficiency and then you find out that they were just like oh yeah so somebody that's like a high-ranking official in the church was like oh i could use a new set and it's like you just added a whole addition to your house so you're basically just claiming this living room set for free because you like it and it's like okay well did you fucking use your old set to like resolve this deficiency like at the fucking least lady like are you serious Mm -hmm. like i think that's just so fucking vile to just basically be like well i don't want grubby kids sitting on this thing that i want so i'm just gonna take it for free like that's so Mm -hmm. fucking gross so yeah no not the asshole in the slightest but i think it's knowing what i know of people that are in this kind of situation Mm -hmm. the 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 buddy is probably gonna get some nasty looks he may get more like people just basically being shitty to him and or possibly like his kids if his kids like go you know attend this church in any sort of capacity mm-hmm. they may kick him out like which is like the fucking grossest thing is like yeah. he's willing to do this nice thing for them and it ends up with him getting kicked out but you know yeah yeah I mean, not the asshole yeah I mean, I mean it sounds like the the person who donated it doesn't really want to make a big deal out of it this is somebody else and so I guess, like, they could keep their name out of it. Yeah. It might be, depending on how small this church is or how small the community is or whatever, it might be obvious who it is, even if you don't name them. But 
original poster has offered the following explanation for why they think they might be the asshole. The action I would take is exposing the church on social media and Google reviews for keeping donations for themselves. Yeah. That might make me a mean asshole because it might piss off the church's loyal following, even though I feel like they should know that their donations might go toward making the officials lives more lavish, not their original intention. So from that point of view, like this is one of those things where it's like, that's a noble goal, I think. And people should know where their donations are going. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of things I could say about nonprofit donations and where people want them to go, but people should know where their donations are going. So I don't, that part of it, I'm like, yeah, expose the fuck out of them because that's Mm -hmm. whatever. And yeah, there's comments about like, if they're using donations to enrich their own lives, it's not only unethical, it's illegal. They could lose their nonprofit status for that. Again, I'm not, I'm not a expert on that. And it can get really tricky, particularly like because then somebody says, is it illegal when they use tithes? Tithing is when you give part of your income to the church. Yeah, That's a specific Mm -hmm. term for that church. Is it illegal when they use their tithes to fund their large homes and fancy cars? Because that's what a lot of churches do. It's no secret, but the IRS doesn't seem to care. Again, it's more complex than that, but they do have a point. Like yeah. we all mm-hmm. know about like televangelists and like big mega church leaders who are very rich mm-hmm. and tithing does help pay for the salaries of the people who work at the church and that's its intention. So it's not illegal for them to get paid from the tithing. And if your church is big enough that you're making that much money in donations like is it unethical to pay them that much but also isn't it like this is where it gets super complex Mm -hmm. so yeah that that's where it gets really really hard so i don't know specifically how illegal this is but yeah i mean if you're using your donations specifically like if you're just taking them and you're not running them through an accounting system so to speak of like this is what we've brought in it's part of our balance sheet we determine salaries based on the money that we have and all of that stuff if you're just taking it Mm -hmm. that's illegal so yeah anyway it's it's just it's just gross is what it is at the end of the day, whether it's illegal or not, or whether you get in the complexities of it or not, it's just gross. And I would not call this person an asshole for posting about it on social media. Yeah. And naming sure. the church. Exactly. I agree. So. All right. Oh. Am I the asshole for disregarding my parents' weird parenting rules? My 20 female parents follow a philosophy where the kids have to do what is better for the greater good, regardless of the child's current mental state. For reference, I come from an immigrant family. I have lived in the U.S. for 18 years, whereas my parents were born and brought up in India. I know that many Asian communities follow this principle of following whatever the elders say and abandon the idea of personal choice because it is deemed as selfish. But some of the things my parents don't allow me to do is insane. I'm very grateful for my parents working hard to give us a way better life. 
and paying a lot of money to send me to a private college across the country. But is all of this okay? And I understand, like, before I I get into the examples that, like, this is going to be a little a bit of a harder one, but I, I did think it was going to be an interesting mm-hmm. topic to cover because obviously this is like, you know, two people who were born and raised in America trying to judge the thoughts and whims of someone who was brought up in a different, completely different, you know, social society. But Mm -hmm. here are the examples. Stalking. I appreciate all the money my parents spend on me, but the second I got uh, there two years ago, they hired spies to watch what I was doing at all times. They forced me to share Apple ID so that they receive every message I get. Two days ago, my mom went through my entire phone, every picture, every app, every message. My parents even stalked my friends, asking me why some of my friends are out so late at night and how that is not a good influence on me, the original poster. The response to all of this is, we are just protecting you and making sure you stay on track. When I say I am an adult and can make my own decisions and I deserve a basic sense of privacy, their response is, there's no such thing as privacy between parent and child. Slut shaming. There were a few pics of me in 100 degrees heat wearing dresses with spaghetti straps, a little bit low cut, but nothing noticeable. My mom starts calling me a whore and saying that it is against the family values and self-respect for women to show themselves off. If I have pics with my guy friends, all of them are the letter R, sick, gay. Um, She gets mad and says gay guys probably fake it now to get close to girls. I try to explain to them that what I wear is my personal choice and doesn't determine my character. In response to this, my mom says, so you're just going to walk around naked because what you wear doesn't determine your character. This is the point where I usually go crazy and heated. I just can't make them understand. Lastly, my boyfriend. At first, my mom was completely on board because with my relationship because he is also Indian, but she knew he came from a poor family and that his parents were not super educated slash have blue collar jobs. They also have trouble with English. Now, suddenly when I came home from the summer, they're threatening to break me up with my boyfriend or they'll disconnect from me forever. Okay. They're threatening me to break up with my boyfriend or it's an ultimatum. They'll disconnect me from forever and not pay my tuition. All of this to save the family name and not, quote unquote, get my life ruined in a cycle of poverty and low status. AITA, I keep doing that. For hiding my relationship until college is over, if the relationship remains strong, so they keep paying my tuition, is it wrong to betray them after all they've done, even though it may severely impact their mental health? Am I the asshole for not being grateful for all the hard work they put in for me and abiding my family rules in return? I will say before I say anything else that like there is not really anybody in here that that is commenting that is seemingly from outside of the United States. So I think that that is going to make this hard. And I Mm -hmm. am again, putting the caveat that we are two people who grew up in America. We have no concept of what it is like to grow up as a child uh, in any middle Eastern Asian, uh, like any of that like area. So please take our thoughts with some grains of salt, knowing those things. But I think you can also understand that because I put all those caveats in there, you can understand how Amelia and I feel about this. Yeah. I think that culture is important and respecting other cultures is important. However, this particular example is... I would say abusive and abuse does not make or or culture being from a different culture doesn't make 
abusive behavior okay. And they live in the U.S. This person is 20 years old. So under U.S. law, they are an adult. So legally, there could be consequences for certain things. Now, Mm -hmm. based on the examples we're given, there's not a lot that you could do. I mean, your mother calling you a whore and telling you not to dress certain ways is not illegal. It's bad parenting, if you ask me. Yeah. I'm not a parent, but I have parents and I've watched Mm -hmm. many people parent and yeah. I think the hardest part here is the fact that they're paying for her tuition because they can absolutely give any rules they want for that. Mm -hmm. And if she doesn't want to follow their rules, they can absolutely just say, well, we're not paying for your tuition anymore. Right. And so that's, that's hard. That's really hard. I don't like the, the, at the end of this, the question the poster is asking is, am I the asshole if I keep my relationship secret so that my parents will keep paying for tuition? No, I don't think so. Because I I think you absolutely have a right to privacy. Right to privacy is, is law. I don't know how it works with parent and child, but I think because she's an adult, there could be ways, particularly of, it would be really hard and it would probably cost a lot of money, but I think Mm -hmm. you could sue or press charges saying that your parents are like, invading your right to privacy by reading all of your messages and yes then a court would probably say well you gave them your login information but if you could prove that was under duress or blackmail or Mm -hmm. whatever yeah do i think she should do that probably not i don't think it would be that helpful i think it would just be a a very expensive and time consuming thing to try to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think you could maybe make that argument, but yeah, I think you were absolutely within your rights to privacy. And if you want to keep your relationship secret from anyone, that's up to you. How are you going to do that though? Is my question. <laughs> that was going to be my thing too. Is cause like, if they have like, you're going to have to get like fucking burner phones, homie, like, which I don't know if I was this girl. I probably, I probably would get burner phones and I probably would get a different Apple ID. Like, <laughs> you know, like. There it's going to be hard for sure, because if they're stalking friends and stuff like yeah. you're basically going to have to, like, figure out like a way to not be present in those photos, because like. Because if they're posting them, your parents are going to be like, "Who? why is that boy that is your boyfriend in this photo close, so close to you next to you in this right. photo at all? Like right. they're going to ask you a ton of questions because the thing with like with like any sort of way to like try and do privacy like this is that there's going to be an absence of activity that they're going to notice. You know what I mean? And it's like, unless you're just going to be like, listen, I'm just going to stop fucking 
going anywhere and doing anything, which is going to make you miserable as the person doing it, Mm -hmm. like any sort of aberration, they're going to like all of a sudden get suspicious about because they're you're they're used to watching your every move. So when you stop moving, they're going to notice, you know, like. Right. So it's like I wish them the best of luck in trying to hide that relationship. I hope that it works mm-hmm. out. I think that like the like the stalking thing and them basically like reading every like the, speaking strictly as somebody from America, all of this shit reads as people who care more about their image than their kid. Yeah. Like she makes this 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 person makes the distinction that she was wearing a dress with spaghetti straps in a hundred degree heat. Yeah. And they're like, well, we don't care. Cover up because it's because mm-hmm. the, you're not being modest and that reflects poorly on us. Like mm-hmm. she's fucking hot, yo. Like uh, I can tell y'all you can't see us, but Amelia and I are sitting here and it's like, I don't know how uh, hot it is where Amelia's at. It's just under 90 degrees. It was, it was 94 earlier today. We're both in fucking tank tops. Yeah, like <laughs> it's 97 here today. So yeah. yeah, we're both in tank tops. I'm sweating. And again, this is a 20 year old woman. Yes. She can wear what she wants, technically, under the law. Right. Now, culturally, if this is culturally a like, we don't dress like this and we feel that it is inappropriate, they are absolutely within the right to feel that way. But to enforce it on her is gross. Again, is kind of not great. And I guess my, and, and this is not at all what this poster is asking. But I would wonder what this person is going to college for. Mm -hmm. And if if a degree is 100% necessary at this point. Because if I was this person, I would probably be like, you can keep your money. I'm just going to go get a job and live my fucking life. Mm hmm. I love you, but if you can't accept that, like, like I think I can't live by your rules for this money. Yeah, there's a there's somebody on Twitter and I don't remember their name, but they infiltrated a Facebook group that like is about like turf moms. Mm. And they basically repost those conversations that these people think that are private on Twitter, which like is a little bit like a bit of a yikes but it's yeah. like it's it's full of it's full of like moms basically being like my son which they're dead naming and dead gendering this this particular individual mm-hmm. refuses to talk to me blah 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 and i'm like you and then they, they lay out all of these things that, that they've done that are horrible and mm-hmm. awful like continuing to call them like chad when they go by stephanie now or like mm-hmm. you know or like any of this like any of this stuff and they're just like um, what do I do to get my my child back? And it's like, well, the second best thing that you can do is stop posting in this fucking group chat and start treating your child the way that you want they want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And the first best thing is doing all of that shit, you know, six, seven months ago, a year ago, XXX, when they came out to you, trusting you mm-hmm. with this information. Mm-hmm. Because it's like they're they're so close to the fucking point of mm-hmm. I've treated my child awfully and now that they are independent they w- they don't want anything to do with me and instead of like putting that full 
self-reflection mirror up to themselves they're turning to other assholes and other people and -hmm. saying how can i manipulate my child into showing me respect slash love slash adoration like it's like no sorry like and and i will say this love is earned man yeah and i will say this like up and up like you know you amelia knows this for sure and a lot of people know this like like there are people that like helped raise me in my life that I don't fucking talk to anymore because of how they treated me as a child. And they thought that it was going to be sweet and that I would just be like, Oh no, I look back on it and I understand. No, you fucking abused me. Like, so now I don't want anything to do with you. Like Mm -hmm. that's just how it fucking goes. And you can't manipulate me into trying to hang out with you anymore Mm -hmm. because I'm an adult and I can make my own decisions. And if I don't want to fucking see you, I don't have to. Yeah. Like, so what these parents are fucking rocketing towards is in three years when this child is out of college Mm -hmm. and hopefully gets herself a good job, Mm -hmm. she's just going to throw up a double middle finger and just be like, I'm changing my Apple ID. You're not going to have any contact with me. You're, Mm -hmm. you can just fucking fuck off with your money and you'll just be a, a story that I tell the people in therapy and also like a butt of a joke, probably, you know, like it sucks. It really, really fucking sucks. But like, you know, like as, as adults, we have to understand that like, if you are an adult and you are a parent, like you, you, that, that child does not, is not your property. It's not a thing that you can just take and say, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want with this kid. And not like, it's like, lo and behold, the consequences of your actions, you know, like (laughs) all of this slut shaming that you're doing, all of this stalking Mm -hmm. that you're doing, Mm -hmm. you trying to decide who they are okay to date is -hmm. going to whiplash on you so fucking hard, like Mm -hmm. so hard. Yeah. I mean, I think, Obviously, parenting is hard. Yep. And inevitably, you're going to do something wrong. You're going to make mistakes. And those are like, and mistakes are okay. But like, yeah. treating your child like this is not a mistake. Like, right. no, I know uh, that. That's, I know. I know you're not yeah. saying that. I'm just saying. I'm saying um, it. I'm saying it. Yeah. That that there are going to be things that you do, but and that most. I would say a lot of parents, their their actions come from a place of wanting to keep you safe and healthy and happy mm-hmm. and sometimes do go about it incorrectly. So I do understand that these parents feel like what they're doing is probably trying to keep their child safe and to them that doesn't just include like physical safety that also includes like like you said they they seem to care a lot about their image and I think her image like I do think they do care about that and so to them not following sort of their rules or their cultures is not quote-unquote safe or right for her so I do understand that to a degree but I would just be so curious as to like how these parents were raised and Mm -hmm. were they raised like this and did they appreciate it because like psychologically when you put this many restrictions on a person Mm -hmm. 
they inevitably will rebel in some way. There are some people, though, that like are like, I can't wait to be able to do this to my kid because of how it was yeah. done upon. And me. that's and gross. The cycle continues. And that is gross. So and that's definitely abuse. So and I'm completely with you on the like. If a family member is anything like you, everyone is well within their right to cut people out of their lives, family members, Mm -hmm. friends, anybody. And this idea of like, because I feel like people will say things like, you should try to, to make make up with your dad or what you know whatever it is because you know you don't want to get to the end of your life and regret not trying or whatever I understand what they're trying to do and I understand that they're trying to be loving but we can all have legitimate reasons for cutting people out of our lives Mm -hmm. and it is our choice whether to make try to make amends or not and and i think it's damaging to say hey this is your insert family member here you have to love them right that's bullshit and it doesn't have to be just because like you don't have mm-hmm. to cut people out only because they're severely abusive Mm-hmm. You can cut them out for any reason that you so choose, and you do not have to explain that to anybody. Right. And I've personally watched someone in my family continue to associate with somebody who abused them mm-hmm. until they died. And it broke my heart. So. There, I'm very much on the side of like, I'm all for giving people second chances and third chances and whatever, if they deserve them. But I'm also all for like, if people are harming you, you do not have to keep them in your life. Right. And apologies without any sort of like bettering of, of behaviors is just manipulation. Yep. Is that's all it is. We no longer so. accept apologies that don't come with changed behavior. Correct. Now I do again, I also understand that it can be very complicated because especially with a child and parents caveats you may not are know exist, till yeah. later in life that what they've done to you or how they've treated you is abuse. Because mm-hmm. if especially for little kids don't know that like that's the environment that they have and they don't know that anything's different or wrong and that there can be love in family members and abuse at the same time and so it can be very complicated i would say yeah you would probably define love differently but like yeah i understand that like cutting people out of your life particularly family is difficult can be difficult because it can be a very complex relationship. But again, that's your choice and your business. And so if this poster is like, I hate this, 
but I'm willing to put up with some of it for the purposes of keeping a relationship with my parents who I love because of this or because they're going to pay for my tuition and I I can just deal with it for a couple of years. Like, again, that's your choice. So Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you that you're wrong for going with either of those. But I'm also saying, like, if you want to get out of this, you can and you have every right to. Right. So, yeah, I feel like that's a kind of a unless you want to do one more. I feel no, like a good I think place that's a good end. place to end. Yeah. So, yeah, if you disagree with us or any of that kind of stuff, you could reach us at A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can also make up a theme song for this because this is Amelia. What the fuck it is? This is the part of this voicemail podcast conceit that I find something wild and crazy on the Internet and I show it to Amelia with minimal context. So, hooray. Okay, let's see what we got. I got a snort out of Amelia. I love it. Oh, you broke me. That was like, yeah. It is a person. It looks like it's from like probably like a security camera or something or like a ring camera outside your home or something. A person is walking up to their living space, I think, holding like a floor lamp. And as they too. The lampshade falls off the top of the light onto their head like a hat. <laughs> and then they see that the lampshade is not on the lamp anymore and start looking around for it, <laughs> even setting the lamp down to walk like to retrace their steps to see if they can find the lampshade. And it's on their head the entire time. And I'm just like, I know that some lampshades could be very, very light, but you don't Uh feel that on your head? What does the caption at the top say, Amelia? (sighs) That's the best part. No, the music, I think, is the best part. It's this very, like, sad music. Just a, like, it reminds me of some sort of, like, for only pennies a day, you can help. (laughs) Like, (laughs) It's like that kind of music. Yeah. It says, legends say he's still looking for that lampshade. (laughs) (laughs) This man has been wandering the earth for thousands of years looking for this lampshade. (laughs) And it's on his head the entire time. (laughs) Oh my God, that was amazing. Oh, okay. So I don't normally pull back the curtain this far, but I'm going to for this particular example. So as as has been kind of hinted on previous episodes, uh, the way that I choose these and distribute them for Amelia is I have I typically pick two and I use the file names Mm-hmm. That I down that that I that I download them as to kind of give mm-hmm. Amelia the options, so mm-hmm. there isn't like necessarily like a choice bias there. Mm-hmm. 
and the ones yeah they that, usually save as like a weird combination of letters and letters or, or something, something yeah occasionally and so the ones the the options that i gave amelia today were seven qpa or part seven <laughs> and amelia goes part seven yeah and the full file name is 10 videos to make you laugh part seven <laughs> <laughs> And I just went with part seven because I was like Harry Potter. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But the funniest thing about that is that like it's 10 videos to make you laugh part seven. But instead of like it being a full 10 parts, mm-hmm. it would it would save with an additional number behind it. So it was oh. like it was like this is an anthology. This is part seven of the anthology, I guess. Of 10 videos to make you laugh. The 10. Yes not i got it okay yeah this isn't like video number seven like this is like this is like imger uh, album number seven i guess got it because there's 10 videos to make you laugh part seven parentheses three (laughs) (laughs) which is not this one but like still yeah that's funny so i had i was like if i send amelia the file thing that just says 10 videos to make you laugh she's probably going to choose that one for sure so if i just put like part seven or something then there would probably be funny yeah. So that's funny. Oh man, I love that. That was amazing. Check that out on Instagram. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a good time. I'm glad that we had these conversations. I'm glad that we, you know, sometimes we were very funny. Sometimes, you know, we just decide to 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 kick it into a different gear like we're powering just turbo. Mm-hmm. And so I guess we have we're running up close to the limit on your voicemail. Yeah. So Sorry if we talk too long. Yeah, so I guess next week I'll call you uh, with some tips on how to enjoy your brief grand existence on this earth, even though it's 3.30 p.m. Bye! Bye!